0: Hello and welcome to Revolution Cry Radio. You are now listening to episode number 44. Mirelli joins our conversation and we talk about perseverance, travel, marathons and many other things. Kristen Yarbrough shares an inspiring message from James and his timeless advice on watching our tongue and controlling our anger. As always, I thank you so much for listening and sharing our show with your family and friends. I pray you love it and God bless you.
1: Hello world! Welcome to Revolution Cry Radio with Felix
0: and Ish. I'm Felix. And I'm Ish. And we are so happy to be here with you on episode number... Forty-four. Forty-four. I've lost count. I hesitated there for a second. Yes, I forgot we, 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 we what been, what number we were we've in. We've been gone for three weeks. Yes. Oh my long, goodness. Long break.
1: <laughs> You've been going on a world travel or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, bro. It's good hey. to have
1: you back. And um, I think we're a quarter of three today.
0: Yes, really? we are. Hey,
1: we Sister Morelli. Hello,
2: hello. Glad to be here.
1: Great to have you back. You know, you know, I'm going to ask a lot about that uh, that trip to the Puerto Rico island or islands. Uh, yes. Okay.
2: Oh, absolutely. I'll be glad to share. I've never been. You should go. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, then,
1: uh, you know, you'll have to show me around all, all your whole beautiful family.
2: Oh, absolutely. It will be an honor.
0: But before we get into the conversation, I wanted to share a couple of verses. It comes from James chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, and it reads... Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Powerful scripture.
1: You know, perseverance is love, right? I mean, that's one of the things that describes the power of perfect love. And I believe that when we gather as one family, when we are united in seeking peace, especially during this season, we can't give up on each other. We can't give up on humanity. And so praying for wisdom is indeed wise. It goes with the territory when we ask God for his vision. I think we know that we as humans do not perish. And we realize that whatever he is writing is something special. That's very
2: important, what you said. Ask God for wisdom. One thing I have learned is that I am usually a very impatient person. You know, I want changes to happen overnight, like right now. That sounds like me. But God... This this message is for me. Oh, (laughs) yeah. God has shown me uh, He does things... In His right time. Jesus. And He gives you the wisdom. And that's what I pray, you know. Every time I go through challenges, I say, Lord, give me wisdom.
0: Very true. And God, just like we read in this verse, is more than happy and willing to provide it. I think my girls will attest to me telling them many, many, many times that, Wisdom is a lot more important than intelligence. You could have the smarts. You could have the skills. But if you do not have wisdom to use that intelligence, you're still not going to go that, that far. And you might not be the person that God was envisioning you to be.
1: You know what I've seen too, brother, is, you know, Knowledge is power, right? People say mm-hmm. that. Knowledge with love is everything. But but you know what wisdom is? I think it's knowledge and love is wisdom.
3: G golly dang darling, call me honest age hey, darling, about to pick these kids apart just by their monogrammed garments clay targets, play parts of the skate artists and they race cars in the same spaces that they park in click stick together forever like great gardens and die inside their houses and mountains of straight garbage you talked a big game like you wanted the stage marches but were nowhere to be found on the day the parade started Peter Piper picked a peck of pepper sprayed optics, grins and grenade launches to enter today's markets, mention name position your face in the frayed carpet and pray they never notice you're paid to be made starlets shades on the face on your way to evade tarsus the tardigrade survival instinct to the game charge it the tangled web weaver ain't charlotte trying to gain yardage way before the chain marks it <laughs> <laughs> i'm real boy these geppettos aren't winning i be globe trotting like Meadowlark lark lemon
4: On, I slurred, I stumble Your delivery is whack unless your verse half fumble. I like mumble rap Word, I like word rap Mumble But how about a battle? Bet you turn back humbled Heard that some of my friends are going after any trend that's growing You think that Leonard Cohen Care which way the wind was blowing When you're rowing, you tend to flow And bending, bend to know instead of needing to feed off of seeds Other men are sowing What you produce? Sound right you was down, in the globe, now just down, crowns crowds, gotten sick of fake sources, biting a Drake chorus, like a North Carolina dorm, stay awake for us, it's the Winston-Salem witch trials of the copycats, you would bite lines off a polygraph, it's an honest fact that I'm a literal insomniac, so I stay woke even when I wanna nap. I was tailor-made for this, you better start hemming Cause I stay glow like Meadowlark Lemon huh?
0: We are back, Revolution Cry Radio We are just getting started with this conversation We forgot to mention on the first segment that Yes, for a change of scenery We're in the back of my house And there's a small retention pond that has a, a water fountain So if you hear some background noise It's either from that water or neighbor's pets or many (laughs) other things that uh you know we're surrounded with
1: i heard uh, some crickets earlier too yeah yes yeah
0: but one of the main reasons that i wanted you all to be here is because the girls here have been planting milkweed Mm -hmm. and milkweed attracts a very popular and beautiful butterfly the monarch butterfly and I don't know if you noticed right there, there's a milkweed plant. And you see the the caterpillars there? They're eating up the plant. You can see one right there also uh, already turned into a chrysalis, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, wow. that's correct. Yes. So I just wanted to share that, yeah, everybody here is exciting and looking forward to seeing the the butterflies, hopefully, eventually, uh, coming out of, of those cocoons. And it's just it's a patience thing that ties very well with the verse that we shared earlier that you got to persevere and wait and keep on keeping on.
1: Yeah, and the butterfly is such a, a beautiful creature. You know what a what a wonderful creation of God because mm-hmm. what's the animal before the butterfly? The caterpillar.
0: The caterpillar. Yeah, yes. so
1: so like, you know, caterpillars used to scare me when I was a kid, but like that that little scary thing becomes something so beautiful. So beautiful. That that's flies and is. um I want to be a butterfly.
0: <laughs> it's it,
1: it. scary and ugly looking so sometimes.
0: So I, I, I shouldn't suggest you grabbing one. Right now? Oh, th- no. where are they? Oh, right. I
2: can grab it for No, you. it's all right.
1: I'll
2: volunteer. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably get scared of
1: that. I'm, 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 I still have some uh, phobias I need to get through. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's all right. <laughs> but it's yes,
0: right. we're going to keep on monitoring, and uh, hopefully we get to share some pictures of the butterflies when they finally come out. There's another plant behind Mirelli, but it's just that you don't see it. But, yes, that one also has quite a few, quite a number of uh, caterpillars.
1: And I know um, you, you've been kind of a successful uh, butterfly, too, By but, um, I think, didn't you run something recently? Ah. <laughs>
5: that, that's, uh, that, that,
1: I was going to say. That shows a lot of, um, you know, change. Transformation. Trans- yeah, there you go. Trans- mm-hmm. Transformation. Because you trained... Are we going to talk about it now or later, maybe?
0: We can talk about it, yes. Tell
1: us more, Felix. Tell us more.
0: So we mentioned a few episodes back, right, that I was training and getting ready for a marathon, and it happened two weeks ago, if I remember well. It was all that I imagined it to be. It was lots of fun. But it's also, of course, very taxing on your body, all the advice that I got from the other runners, from the, the ladies that we, we interviewed, uh, Amy and Danny, and everybody else at the Run Club in, uh, in Oviedo, I'm very thankful for their advice. They kept on mentioning and talking about this wall that you hit around the mile 20. A marathon is about 20, it's 26.2 miles. The usually for many runners, mile 19, mile 20, you hit a wall. Your body doesn't want to do what you want it to do. Uh-huh. And uh, mentally also, you, you start to uh, freak out and you're like, no, I can't do this. You want to quit or oh, whatnot. It, did that happen? Thankfully. I thank my friends and I thank God that I did not face oh,
1: wow. that. Wow. That's fearless. But
0: one of the funny things that happened was I was told an advice to hold up energy up until mile 20 and then crank it up on the last six miles so you finish mm-hmm. strong you finish fast so that's what i had in mind for this run but around mile 19 i i started or tried to speed up but uh, i kept on looking at my watch at my pace and i kept on noticing that i was not going any faster whatever i was telling my legs to do they were not listening. They're like, no, wow. we're just going to keep at the pace that we're doing, and that's it. So I could not pick up speed, even though I was trying. Like, my mind was saying, go faster. My legs are like, no, this is it. <laughs> oh, wow. This is it. Wow. Now, something weird happened on the last leg, on the last mile. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the, of the run, at least for me, even though there was hundreds of people uh, on the marathon, They were either far ahead of me or way behind me. So it was kind of, at least from my perspective, felt kind of like a lone run, aside Mm. from the water stops and whatnot. But around the last mile, this guy, I don't remember if I caught up to him or he caught up to me, but he started talking to me. (laughs) But my head, my mind was so focused on just, I got to finish this. That honestly, I cannot recall anything he said. I do not remember what he said. <laughs> oh, really? I know he was saying stuff, and I was uh, just like nodding, like "uh-huh, yeah, okay," uh, yeah, and, you know, ignoring it basically. Yeah. But because of him, I was actually able to pick up speed at the last at the last mile because I just wow. I just Isn't wanted to get away funny? from him, and it was just weird.
1: Yeah. Okay. And, and Mind over matter. Yes. Like, I, did, did. He stink too. Like maybe he smelled. I, I <laughs> was not paying attention to, <laughs>
5: to
0: oh, okay. any of that. Oh, okay. But he did make me run faster at the end, and I found that interesting. But the marathon was in uh, Ormond Beach. It's called Tomoka Marathon. It goes into a park there. In the last leg, in the last mile, you have this very long bridge that you have to go oh. over. And for us Floridians, we're this is flat territory here. So that bridge looked ominous and it was on the last mile oh no it, it it was i took it very slow and i think that's where he passed me and i never saw him again but yeah <laughs> it, it was it, it was very interesting I mean, did he did he turn into a butterfly and you stayed a, into a, <laughs> if, a if caterpillar he, if he did i missed it and yeah <gasps> probably i was a caterpillar because i was it was quite slow but overall i loved the run and now i'm looking forward to another one and doing it faster right really? it's got to be better it's got to be better faster stronger
1: well there's one thing i know about you bro it's like you're never the caterpillar because knowing you for all these years oh no Felix Gaetan, he's the butterfly
0: <laughs> we'll you dear brother <laughs> thank you and i thank god for allowing me to meet this uh, milestone that i had in my heart jesus is king Groovy Mars on the track.
6: Thank you, Joe, for the shot. I appreciate the thought. Nobody saw it coming when to see a kid who can draw and do some edits on the spot. I wanna be at the top, but I can't be God. All I need is all I got. He is all that I got. I rhyme God with God. Okay. Hi. Let me introduce myself. I came a long way up in the gutter. Psych, like I don't even know what that means. I don't even do a whole lot of bowling. Yeah. I come from a white neighborhood where a couple people came with a vote. Yeah. But they don't change how a lot of people came from a boat. Road. No. Yeah. I am hotter than the fourth season of flash. I am on the road. Close. Pretty easy to be noticed like a you where you playing Pokemon Go. Pennywise couldn't count up the amount of times people told me I was a joke. I am not a slave to the haters. Now a man do do what I'm talking Wow, that was pretty dark Got yeah. a lot of people Have a pretty part Didn't Adam like Come up from the dirt So a yeah. baptism Gives you waterworks yeah. A lot of people Say they know a verse Then they come and Add a they a different person Not a church, But not knowing any at all can make you a bigger nerd yeah. I am unnecessary yeah. That is what you call A commentary yeah. High school Wasn't getting everything; They was chasing me Like it was Tom and Jerry yeah. It's harder when you Get a college year yeah. Independence is the contrary You start thinking About your past fears But it's who you are And not what you carry uh? Tell me what you're thinking That I know about The People want to tell me that I don't know how to work around it Then I gotta show them that I better than they ever thought it Why they gotta give it such a hard time Jimmy on I don't even have a lot of money to be solo But I know we need it so that I can get my own home Have a couple kids coming home from a school zone Then they get mad when they get another phone call Yo, wait a minute, i have been not a season i have been busy trying to make a living course Nettie, it's the name I'm rapping You two bit the same rapper. You don't even need another rapper XXL got a freshman Man, I only need 30 seconds for the competition No condition, no revision, no protection, All no no attention, no recollection, no prevention No intervention, I am his, he is mine I can I find the right way to drive, to bend my lane, to pave the way, to better grace, to better face, the greater face, to a better place, with no more race, no more
7: hatred, no more normal no more saying, I've been underestimated, people saying that I'll never make it, said I wasn't cut out for but I ran for it, never hesitated, I remember getting kicked on stage, didn't even wanna show my face, now they are screaming out my name, I'm just joking, you should know I'm playing, lots of free shows, I know my time is coming, I was summoned, started drumming, all these trials overcoming, took some L's, they all lessons, almost missed that. Oh my blessing, never thought he had possession, hold with the interception. Ooh. Uh, haters talking, I just hear the silence And it's safe to say that y'all keep talking But y'all still behind us This yeah. that blood drive, no Red Cross sacrificing. and I'm indebted to it Pay the price like a debit due And I owe it back I like a credit view. that blood, come get the transfusion Look at my life, I put it up all in the music All about trust, but you're booming I got that ghost with that fire and it's all consuming Over here, this how we cooling This is the movement, the music is me and my yeah. team Light the world, you can say that we beam, We are all I hate, just facing the dreams Grateful Man, I'm thankful for the network, You can change the world, even though you got no net worth residing in this world. But I never coincide, just abide, cause one day he'll be back down for his bride. yeah. We're back Revolution
1: Cry Radio with Felix and Ish and Sister Morelli. Um, Yeah, congrats. (laughs) Amazing uh, accomplishment. Marathon, jumping planes like you you do everything that i'm scared to do
0: (laughs) hopefully you'll join me and for anyone curious the marathon i ran it in four hours 16 minutes and 25 seconds That's very good yeah for a first for a first i'll say it was around what i was expecting because honestly i should have trained more yeah. But uh yeah, looking forward to hopefully, God willing, next one under four hours. That's what I'm gonna aim for. Under four.
1: Now you do tri- it. And the, <laughs> the trip like the trip mm-hmm. to Puerto Rico, was that after the
0: it was the weekend right before the, the marathon. Oh
1: wow, so you, you went on vacation first. I thought it was the other way around.
0: No no no, no. it actually helped because oh, basically okay. the week before you do a marathon, you're not supposed to be doing anything mm-hmm. no running or, or training. You just take oh, it easy. I see. So your body just you know it's rested before before yeah. the run. So it actually it actually helped.
1: Well, well tell me about that trip, uh, sister Marley, I mean, how, how did that trip go the vacation to Puerto Rico? One of the highlights that I
2: can share is uh, when we visited El Yunque, uh, which is a natural reserve, it's beautiful. Uh, You feel like you are in in another planet because the only things that you hear is the singing of the birds, the air, it's just amazing. It's very peaceful. It's it's beautiful. When you were talking about challenges, uh, Felix was talking about challenges that he was uh, going through when he was running, and also like temptation, maybe you know, like to to quit or anything. It reminded me when while we were exploring the Yunque, there was a place specifically where it's a beautiful waterfall. There's a. Um, how can I explain this? Uh, there's nothing paved there. It was just rock and mud. If you wanted to go to go to, on top of the waterfall, you would have to go through that path. Wow, it was very challenging. None of us really. Were, we were not wearing the ready? right shoes. Oh, did you guys do it? Or They did, we did. You did. (laughs) Wow, congratulations. And that's why, you know, it's so funny because when I saw that it was all up inclined, I said, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. I didn't quit. I did it. I almost fell, you know, a couple of times. But what stood with me is the girls were so determined. These kids, they have never been in a place like that, but they were determined to go to their final destination t- on top of that waterfall. Oh,
1: congrats.
2: And they did. Your girls are brave. My <laughs> goodness, and it's, it, it was just so beautiful to capture, because I, I had to stop, like I said, because my shoes were so slippery, and I'm like, okay, this is as far as I can go. And I was just capturing the moment right there when Felix and the girls, reach that point, and they were just enjoying, you know, the the waterfall, and it was beautiful.
1: Did you guys get to swim in the water? Was that allowed?
2: It is allowed, but we didn't have our swimsuits. Oh, I see.
1: But the view (laughs) must have been beautiful, though.
0: Oh, Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. And just to add a little more to the scene that uh, Mireli is painting, basically there were two waterfalls to reach the first one was fairly easy so to speak but again this is a rainforest and it was very rocky very muddy very slippery i think uh, ne- well i think i was the only one with decent shoes for hiking
2: i will say we
0: we did not plan the the trek well but yes to reach the second level the second waterfall that was a lot more strenuous and it was just very steep mm-hmm. and rocky and nothing to hold on to. As you you know, you're trying to go up. But as Mireli mentioned, the girls were determined to reach mm-hmm. their destination. And they just kept on going until we reached the top of that waterfall. And the perseverance, right, that we were talking about that they were motivated to reach that goal and they they did it and i was very happy and proud of them
1: congratulations <laughs> you know my, my daughter ari i think we would have not liked that <laughs> She's just, she doesn't like getting dirty i don't blame oh. her yeah, yeah that's a uh,
0: yeah messy business but it, again, messy. it's it's fun
1: it's but she'll fun, learn yeah I, I think my my family will learn we're, we're a little kind of like we're, we're not as adventurous but you know with, with you guys as friends All things are possible. So I I definitely want to check it out.
0: All right. Let's do
1: it.
8: Yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, I need a breakthrough. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, yes,
9: Lord, yes, I'm alive in you.
10: What a shame.
2: Back with Revolution Cried Radio, we are having so much fun tonight. We are surrounded by nature,
1: and that talk of the waterfall—I can hear it. Like, I feel you like can me. hear well, it well, right there—the <laughs> streams of living water. <laughs> you can hear the crickets <laughs> and the frogs. <laughs> <laughs> but so thank, thank you so much for sharing that experience. Absolutely, yeah, it was, I, I miss you guys. I, I feel like we haven't seen each other. You were preparing for the marathon, then you know, then you you went on the trip. So I miss you guys. Like there, there's just been a lot of uh, like things going on in the world. It just, oh yes, with, mm. with the war. I've I've just um, closed off from from the news mm. because I, I, I the, the, the war kind of scares me. What, what, what do you guys think?
0: War is one of the worst examples of what our human nature can do. It is very unfortunate that so many times throughout history we come to that. We come to the decision that the only way to fix something is through, through violence. It hurts. It, I feel you that I tune out from the news when it's just too much, too many sad things, too many heartbreaking things, and that you wish that you could do something... Uh, To help, And we all can, you know, in one way or another. There's little things that we can all do. Jesus showed us what we can do. We can love one another instead of hating one another. Instead of putting walls and divisions around us, we should, uh, you know, tear those down and reach out.
1: And actually that's been one of the positive things about this situation is seeing the entire world come together. Even with our token, the GC token project, all the charity, for the month of March, went to help the refugees
0: There you know, from, from yes. Ukraine.
1: So um, I'm, I'm very proud to be a part of that project. But, you know, it was refreshing to hear from your vacation and, and the things that you encountered because, you know, life does go on. Um, and and actually, I did pay attention to some news. The, the other day I heard that some of the Russian army had um, even quit on Putin. So they mm-hmm. just... Stop fighting. And it's, it's cool, I think, in my opinion, we're 100 years later, right, from some of the wars and the world wars that we experienced in the 1900s. We've come to a situation where 100 years later, armies could quit on their dictator, so to speak, right? Mm. And, and so perhaps there are ways to ameliorate the situation with just recognizing that War isn't the solution, as, as Felix was saying. And so, you know, I pray and hope that it ends. I pray and hope that things do get better. And I believe they will. They will. There's, There's always, always hope. hope. Whoa, whoa, We didn't plan that. That was funny, sister. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Felix, did you catch that? That was, that was, funny. was cool. We, we said the same thing. There's always, oh, she is my sister. You're like my, my twin sister. Yes.
5: <laughs> yeah, whoa,
1: whoa. You know, I always kid around. They're like, you know, like, you're Wonder Woman. I'm Superman. And, and you know. Felix is Batman. Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Batman. Justice League. <laughs> we're the Justice League. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, and, and as we're, we're talking about the scripture in James, you know, I, I love the book of James because, you know, James, who is essentially family to Jesus, right? Um, you know, he speaks of pure religion, you know, the, the importance of loving the least of these and the orphans, the broken. His focus was the opposite of what typically happens in war. See, with war, it's about c- conquering. And with war, it's about uh, taking over a society or taking mm-hmm. over more land. It's the opposite of pure religion. But it encourages me to see a world that is gravitating more and more towards helping each other. Amen. Uh, what, what, what do you guys think about that? B- Brother Fisk, what, what, what do you
0: think? As you guys were talking... <sighs> You guys know me. I'm a very big Lord of the Rings fan. And there is a quote from uh, one of the books, uh, and it's uh, Samwise Gamgee that says it. They're trekking to the most dangerous and horrid place in their land to destroy the ring, right? Mm -hmm. And everything just looks bleak. They don't think they're going to make it. They don't think they're going to succeed. But... He gives this very, very encouraging uh, thought. He says, I know it's all wrong. By rights, we shouldn't even be here, but we are. It's like in the great stories, Mr. Frodo, the ones that really mattered, full of darkness and danger, they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end, because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad had happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing, this shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it will shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you. That meant something, even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Frodo, I do understand. I know now. Folk in these stories had lots of chances of turning back. Only they didn't. They kept going because they were holding on to something. Wow.
1: I I got tears. Yeah, me too. I wanted to cry. I, I was think like, like Bruce Wayne making a speech <laughs> there, like, oh man. Even in the movie, I think <laughs> they
0: quote that almost verbatim, berg- like from the book, because it's uh-huh. that good. You hear it in the movie almost the same as is in the in the text in the book. That's powerful, mm. but it's encouraging, right? You know that you might be facing darkness, you might be facing trouble, you might be facing difficulties, but that night is not gonna last forever.
2: Amen. Preach. Amen to that, other.
11: I am, you love me. When I sin, you take me. As I am, you love me. When I sin, you take me. And though an everlasting God, an everlasting God, you're an everlasting God again, you're an everlasting God, an everlasting God.
2: Enjoy another great devotion by Kristen Yarbo. Let's take
12: a listen. Hi, guys. It's Kristen. Thanks for taking a few minutes of your day with me to explore God's Word. Today, I want to hang out with you in the Book of James for a little while. Now, the Book of James is believed to have been written by the half brother of Jesus. Mary was the mother of both men, but James has clearly had a different father from Jesus. Anyway, after the resurrection, James went on to leave the Jerusalem church, and his letter is said to be written to the ethnically Jewish believers who scattered because of the persecution. Though it has some doctrinal points, the book of James is not known for its complex theology. Rather, it's an extremely practical book that delivers what feels like timeless Jewish wisdom for daily life, with a Christian lens, of course. James is simple yet profound, and the more I read it, the deeper the wisdom seems to get. Now, one of James's favorite topics seems to be about watching our mouths. Now, I appreciate these profound thoughts, probably because I find that I can have a hard time controlling my tongue, figuratively speaking. Thinking before I speak seems to be especially challenging right now. I had shoulder surgery a couple weeks ago, and so I'm definitely not at the top of my game when it comes to patients. So far, it's been uneventful, and everything seems to be healing up really well. But that doesn't mean that I'm comfortable. I am having some pain. My sling holds my right arm at a weird angle, so there's not a lot I can do by myself as somebody who's right-handed. I have to sleep in a recliner in the living room, and so everything wakes me up. The cat, the garbage truck, notifications on people's phones who have been left out overnight. Now, I know that these are all first world problems, and I, I think we're all aware of this now more than ever. The point is, I'm a little more cranky than usual. I think my family has noticed this. The first couple of days, they were sweet about it because I was in a lot of pain. But now that we're measuring things in weeks and not days, the attitudes are a little different. This is probably the most obvious when we're talking about chores. Now, I'm a mom, and so I'm used to something sliding when the schedule gets full. So sometimes it's just easier to get the chore done by myself. But right now, I can't. If the chore can't wait, my only choice is to track down the offending party and tell them to do their chore now. Which tends to go real well, and I tend to be really pleasant when I'm hurting and irritated because the garbage is overflowing onto the floor. So, the conflicts I've been having the last couple weeks remind me of a passage that we read in my Bible study just before my surgery. James 1, verses 19 and 20 tell us, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. It's kind of ironic, isn't it? This passage literally discusses a person who's trying to get another person to do the right thing. But the scripture tells us that the outcome also depends upon the way the speaker approaches things, not just the truth of the situation. This doesn't feel fair. But over time, I've come to see that it's true. Loud, angry words may get attention, but they rarely get lasting results. I know, there are times when being outraged feels like the right thing. My kid forgetting to take out the garbage is one thing. Seeing the painful fallout from a cheater or a lie is something else. It hurts innocent people, and that isn't fair. Or maybe we're outraged because of a personal offense where the other person just should have known better. And that person may well bear responsibility for the slight. Still, if we're really after change, scripture warns that heated demands aren't the best approach. To be fair, quick outbursts do have their place. Like when little hands are headed for a hot stovetop or when an innocent is being bullied or injured. Rapid terse action isn't totally off limits when we're not aiming to win both the battle and the war. I mean, even Jesus lashed out when he found merchants in the temple, but he wanted them to leave the building for good, not reconsider their behavior. Now You might be shaking your head right now because you've seen angry words work. It's true. Sometimes yelling at a subordinate spurs an immediate response. I know I've told my kids to put their junk away, or I'm happy to throw it in the garbage. And guess what? The Nerf bullets and Lego suddenly disappear from the floor. Or maybe one of your employees stays late at work to write a report because we've hinted, or directly stated that their job could be at risk. But in both cases, they've jumped into action to stop the noise and the threat of consequences, not because they're convinced of the error of their ways. Do we want them to change their behavior one time, or are we hoping that they'll choose a new path? Think about times when you've been on the receiving end of harsh, angry words. Did you have a change of heart? Were you convinced the other person was right? Look, I know we may have good, noble, even godly reasons for wanting a person to change their behavior, Their actions may be self-destructive, or may be causing problems for others, or maybe we're frustrated with irresponsible choices that we worry may bite them down the road. It can be tempting to step in to try to avert the challenges we see coming. Sometimes, we have people in our lives who disagree with God's design for life, and we're upset that they're missing out on his best. Or maybe we're upset by the state of the world around us. Maybe we're frustrated by godly values being mocked and rejected, and the suffering that that creates. But let's be honest. We're rarely at our most persuasive when we're upset. Think back to your high school biology class. Anger triggers our natural fight or flight reaction, the one that pushes us to confront or escape danger. Now, God intentionally designed this reaction to short-circuit slow, logical thinking and spur us to get out of there. Fight or flight triggers also weaken our memory and limit our ability to concentrate, according to experts. That anger makes us more rigid and dampens creative thinking. Unfortunately, those things are key components of the kinds of thoughtful responses and effective problem-solving skills that we need to navigate difficult situations and conversations with people. Not surprisingly, the one who created our bodies, as well as the design for an abundant life, repeatedly warns, in his word, against engaging with others when we're angry. His word tells us that anger can become a tool for the devil, a cause for judgment, and a pathway to foolish words and sinful actions. Jesus himself told us that it's admirable to hunger and thirst for righteousness, but his word also warns that if we use outrage as a tool to drive out sin, we will most likely fail. It's important to remember that our anger often sets the party that we're speaking to up for failure as well. The Bible recognizes that foolish, provocative words are a heavy weight to bear and heavy to turn away from. It warns us that harsh words stir up anger, that they should serve as a red flag in relationships, and that they can be cruel overwhelming and lead the hearer astray the truth is rapid fire accusations conceal how much we care for the one we're lecturing instead they communicate blame and an intention to shame they put the listener on the defensive triggering them into unproductive flight fight or flight behaviors of their own these aren't the things that lead to deep conviction and heart change now a moment ago i mentioned what jesus said about those who hunger and thirst for righteousness he commended them and said they would be blessed but here's a hard truth Those who desire righteousness will be blessed, but we must yearn for right behavior in our own lives as much as we do in our neighbors and in society as a whole. A lot of believers are really passionate about the sin that we see around us, and that's great. There's nothing wrong with that, but we need to be just as passionate about the sin that's inside of us, because that exists too, and it cost our Savior's blood just like the brokenness in the world around us. The Bible says that if we have no sin, or if we say we have no sin, we're lying, That sin may be paid for, but it still must be addressed. So we open this devotion with wisdom from the Apostle James, who grew up in the same house as Jesus. One can't help but wonder what lessons he picked up about sincerity and humility that made a lasting impact. Because in that same chapter that we read earlier, James wrote that the religion of deceived believers who don't bridle our tongues is worthless. Wow. Worthless. Those are tough words to hear. And I'm not sure whether James is using any hyperbole here, if he's being dramatic, to make a point. Either way, James makes it clear that our worship, our good works, or any efforts that we make can be wasted if we don't also work to control our speech. You know, we can be zealous for God's word and his ways. We can be broken for the pain and suffering that we see in this world. But if we truly want to help spur lasting change, if persuading to righteousness is what we want, then outrage and anger aren't the answer. So if we're truly, sincerely concerned for an individual or those that he's affecting, then the Bible tells us we need to take a measured approach. We need to show that we care about the individuals involved. We need to listen and respond, not simply react. And honestly, if love and concern aren't our motives, aren't our reason for getting involved, then we might not be the right person for the job. If we're just personally offended or upset that some controversial issue exists, we may need to pray about it. And really give the situation some thought, because we may become a stumbling block that hardens the listener's heart to input on the issue. In these cases, it may be best to pray for wisdom, or pray for help finding someone better able to address the issue. Because if it's a matter of righteousness or suffering, we can bet that God sees and cares too. But we need to trust his word and the counsel of the Holy Spirit more than our own infallible hearts. Jesus came for sinners. He never shied away from the truth, but he also employed grace. Because as our creator, he knew that conviction, not guilt, is the key to lasting heart change. And the lasting heart change is essential for repentance and building the righteous, abundant life that he wants for all of us. So as we navigate life this week, when we find ourselves in conflicts, let's try to remember the wisdom of James. Let's keep the big picture in mind, knowing that an angry response might feel good, but it won't produce the result that we want. Let's pray. Dear Lord, Thank you for your word, for giving us wisdom and insight into these human hearts that you've made. Help us to want righteousness as much as you do in our own lives as well as those of others. Give us open hearts that care enough to invest in the lives of others, but give us the courage and wisdom to do so in ways that will reach hearts and bring you glory. And give us the humility to remember ways that you and believers around us have shown us grace when we've been the ones that have been astray. Thank you for their example and for the forgiveness made possible through the sacrifice of your son. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.
3: Wow. Another
1: super devotion by Kristen. You know, I I felt like that that was speaking to me. I I easily get angry.
0: (laughs) I I don't have much patience. It reminded me of another quote by Aristotle, and it says, Anybody can become angry. That is easy. But to be angry with the right person Mm. and to the right degree and at the right time and for the right purpose. There you go. And in the right way That is not within everybody's power And it's not easy Wow That's
1: well, so that true that Aristotle?
0: Aristotle, yes like and what
1: Was he it, was it in Greek or Roman?
0: A Greek, uh, a Greek, Greek, Greek philosopher Greek philosopher, mm-hmm. yes But that one I think a lot of people quoted And it's just a very good reminder Just like James said Yeah Slow to anger Think before well, you say something And I've
1: got one, I've got one Seek peace and pursue it earnestly
0: Amen, yes That's P- right
1: Putin, come on, Putin <laughs> seek peace and pursue with your brother we gotta love him too maybe, right. maybe he just needs a little bit more love
0: we all do we all do we all that's right do. yes
1: Felix knows I do <laughs>
13: <laughs> are you standing in the middle of a storm Shore, do you think you're too broken to be fixed? And this will.
0: We're nearing the end of this episode. And as always, we thank you so much for joining us and for listening. And if you really like it, please share. We're in all podcasting sites. You can find us in uh, Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many more.
1: And you'll find us at ChristianMix106.com on our new time, Sundays, 6 p.m. Eastern.
0: Thank you, Christian Mix we'll be back next week thank you so much for listening God bless you and
1: hasta luego see you in the promised land
0: hasta la vista baby